Hey, listeners, in this episode, we cover Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing and what we know of Amy Coney Barrett, who is the federal judge who's been nominated to fill RBG's seat. But obviously, we recorded this episode, as we do many, ahead of time. uh, And this whole week was filled with Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation process in front of the Senate, which has opened our eyes a lot more. Um, And as usual, we just can't keep up with the newsy doozies in this world we call America. Um, But we do still think that this episode does a good job of covering her, um, the criticism against her, what's at stake, her judicial history, Um, all that stuff, and we find a way to laugh. So enjoy the episode. Surprise! It's another spotting episode with Vicious Cycle, your favorite podcast about periods and the people who get them. I'm Kate Elston. I'm Meg Trowbridge. And I'm Meg Hayes. We realize that we just have so much more material than we can fit into a regular episode. Y'all, 2020. Um, It's, there's so much to talk about. Bursting at the seams <laughs> with content, hashtag. That hashtags come at the end now, by the way. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because it's 2020 and everything's up backwards. Everything's backwards, <laughs> hashtag. Okay, so... <laughs> um, we, last episode, our episode on Goop, we heard from a listener named Lauren who... Friend of the called, pod. Friend, friend, of of the, friend of the pod. Hardcore. Um, who called and told her story about her experience with fibroids. Um, with uterine fibroids and how she's had a DNC, which also I don't know if we talked about, isn't that a procedure that women use or people use uh, for abortion sometimes? Yeah, that's the thing that they wanted. Uh, it, it's, it's what they think of as like the suction or the vacuuming out the uterus. It's oh, kind of yeah. the intense. If women were more in charge that would and like people with uteruses, that would not be a thing anymore. I would like to think that. Yeah. Awful and But okay. she had it for uh, her uterine fibroids. And um, so she talked about that. But you know what? I'm kind of a dum-dum when it comes to these phone calls. And I Well, didn't that's not real- true, Kate. Yeah, you know, it's okay. Hashtag. You're stellar. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Stop it. But Lauren actually. I'm going to try um, and do that on Instagram and just see what happens. <laughs> Instagram's going to be like, we're DMing you a slap in the face. Get 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 it together. Get, that's get like what a mom would do. Together. For sure. yeah. It's like blessed hashtag. Love hashtag. <laughs> it's like a typo at like home goods and like some yeah. signing <laughs> over your couch. <laughs> um but Lauren did leave a second message that I neglected to include in the first message. So I wanted to play that for y'all and then we can have a conversation on the other side about it. So awesome. here's the rest of Lauren's fibroid phone call. Uh, I did touch on like birth control and like thinking about C-sections and having children and all of that. Um, for other reasons, my husband and I are probably going to need to do IVF uh, if we procreate as well. So uh, my OB has said that I would need to probably have at least another DNC just to scrape out everything before they start implanting uh, embryos. So just thinking about that, and then I think it's just come to light in the last week with RBG's passing and what's going to happen with Supreme Court appointments, uh, what happens to women's health, what happens to the Affordable Care Act, pre-existing conditions, birth control, et cetera, um, things that just are unsettling and annoying and uh, and uh, very just kind of yucky, you know, and I just worry about what happens to our country when we devalue women, but they're really important. So 
Uh, love you all. Thanks so much for what you provide. And love you, Meg T. Everyone should get a friend like Meg T. Oh. Oh. Um. So yeah, you know, and then, you know, there's a lot to cover on that, but I think the thing we want to we haven't talked about RBG's passing yet, and we haven't talked about what that might mean for people with uteruses. So I thought we would open that up now to to the Koblos to to vent about. Let me just say. Uh, the day of her passing, uh, I was having an annoying day at work and then I got to sneak out early and I took one of my blessed walks and I was like huffing it up a hill and I was feeling good and I got to the top and there was a beautiful view and the air was clear and I was like, yeah, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put on like a really peaceful song and I'm going to stare at the Golden Gate Bridge and I'm just going to like feel good for a second. And I pull out my phone, and the only thing on my screen is Kate saying, RGB is fucking dead. No. I was like, oh, oh. No. I can't. Sorry. Can't. No. I, if I had to hear it from anyone, And Kate, then Meg's uterus ran away. Just it came right out. It. Yeah. it was and like, was I'll like, be back in four more <laughs> I'll be back in 30 years. <laughs> but yeah, that was... How the man, what a blow. And what then, a blow. And then it's Such just been blow. blows to uteruses ever since. Yeah. I mean, just to the clit. here's the thing, too. Just, you know, I think we all are listeners. We have, I think, some international listeners, too. Um, you know, abortion rights have been, you know, codified in our Constitution, or at least, you know, through the Supreme Court since the 70s. But states individual states have been continuously chipping away or trying to chip away at those rights but they're usually blocked by a supreme the supreme court because roe v wade is the law of the land and the worry is with the liberal stalwart ruth bader ginsburg having died and if republican senate gets to replace her roe v wade will be chipped away more and more and more by the supreme court so but like when yeah like like lauren said birth control has all has still on this Supreme Court, the current one, like been at risk, too, because you have the religious exemption and people saying, oh, we're a religious organization. So it infringes our religious freedom to have to provide birth control to our employees Mm -hmm. or for birth control to be covered under the Affordable Care Act. And so it's it's so frustrating that, you know, the science isn't like (laughs) understood that like people need birth control for other reasons Mm -hmm. than procreation and even if it was just for procreation who the fuck gives yeah, a fuck it shouldn't matter but and no also, one gives yes. a shit about their employees taking viagra i haven't really yeah. heard that yeah being an issue nope not at all anyway so i know meg hayes has some thoughts because you know uh, rbg's replacement is a very very devout catholic judge mm-hmm. amy coney barrett and i know meg you had some thoughts about this catholic lady who by the way the people on the right are also saying like they're going to attack her faith. It's like, motherfucker, Joe Biden is like the most Catholic person in the United States. This isn't about that. This is about like denying forcing your fucking religion on other people, which is the opposite of freedom of religion. Exactly. Bitch. I feel like, first of all, I just want to say how, how sad I feel that like all of these other things have almost cast a shadow over RPG dying. And it, like, made me so sad that we 
all that had we to even had to jump there. That we yeah, went there. that we all had to jump to like holy fucking shit. Like now we have to worry about all this other stuff instead of giving her like the time that she deserved. Like I just that's the fucked up thing about 2020 is like we don't have time to just fucking like grieve or just like sit with the things, the barrage of things that are happening. Everything's a consequence for the upcoming election. Or it's everything so is, yeah. intense. And like, I mean, even even on a small scale, so many people are grieving, but it's just like we're being hit by a wave over and over and over again. So like I there's all these things that I want to like read about her. And I'm like, oh, one day I will be able to like take a breath and just sit. And luckily, my family and I did watch the CNN doc about her, which was really lovely. About Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, the night mm-hmm. that she died. And so it felt nice to just like sit and be like in her presence. That felt really nice. And it felt nice to kind of like honor her with that moment. Also, I will say acquaintance of the pod Carl so I got this news it was like Friday at like 3 45 and I was like done for the day I was like this might be my end of my day and then I get a message that she's died and God it's like holy fuck it. so I leave my I was in my bedroom and I left and Carl had just gotten off a call and I went Carl RBG died and his response was oh <laughs> and I was like, try again. <laughs> Have another reaction. I'm going to need another reaction. take on that one. Ding, ding, emotion. <laughs> <laughs> that was an improv joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you motherfucker, you need to re reassess that feeling. It's not, oh, dang. It's. Aww. Holy shit. Like, I know she's someone's bubby, but like, she's our nation's bubby. And like, you need to be more upset. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And also, you need to meet me at like doomsday level. (laughs) Where I'm at. We're having a daughter. Like, girlfriend's going to need some reproductive freedoms. I'm a bats. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Aw. Dang it. She's not a hamster. Aw, boops. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, ding, God. Ding, <laughs> oh man okay so so tell us about so many this catholic amy bitch. fucking, fucking barrett take our way our here's the other thing too everyone like the, the vice presidential debate was just today and mike pence is like is like yeah i don't know how she's we don't know how she's gonna vote on reproductive yeah rights, so that's a good that's a good transition that let's start with that I did read like a number of articles, Vox, I skimmed one from the Times and a couple others. And that's that came up time and time again. No one knows for sure how she would vote, but Donald Trump picked her. Mm -hmm. So I think just take that. Just remember that Donald Trump picked her and Donald Trump has been saying that he wants to get a pro-life judge on the ticket. So she somehow convinced him that she was that person. So part of the reason why people don't know for sure how she would vote is because she's only been a judge for three years. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Um, Before that, she was a law professor for like over two decades. So she has a lot of law experience, not a lot of judicial experience. So if she were to be nominated, she would be the youngest person on the court and she would have the least experience. Um, so she's ruled three times on abortion cases and she has been pro restrictions two of the times. 
So that's um, wait, pro restrictions. Pro to abortion. Astr- restrictions to abortion. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty Two out of three. clear. Mm-hmm. The first time she dissented to a law, um, that. All of this stuff is really hard to read because it's a lot of like triple negatives. It's like dissenting to a restriction, banning, holding. That overturns another restriction. Yeah. So I'm just going to say she dissented and she wanted um, parents to be notified in the case of an abortion. Gotcha. So she's pro notifying. She's pro notifying parents. Right. She's also and this one is kind of tough for me. She's also against abortion on the basis of race, gender or like disability. Um, There was this like kind of crazy like mixture of uh, like court. What what word am I trying to say? Case. Case. Rulings. (laughs) And like court judges gavel. (laughs) Um, so the case was about banning abortions on the basis of race, gender, or things like Down syndrome, and also that the remains of fetal the remains. fetal remains should be buried or cremated. I mean, to me, ethically, it if you are having an abortion because your kid, like because of race, gender, disability, like I, I mean, it's hard because I was a special ed teacher, so. But also, like, race and gender, like, I don't know. You're kind of a piece of shit. But (laughs) But also, I wonder if this is something, like, how often does that actually happen? Right. I would imagine it's extremely rare. And then you Um, find out, I mean, like, you know, had we... Yes. Here's the thing. It's all about choice, right? And, like, Carl and I had the blood test to be done about whether or not our baby was going to have high risk for any of these disorders yeah and i don't know how i would feel if we came back that like the baby was 99 percent gonna have down syndrome but that mm-hmm. is a fucking decision to make you yeah. know mm-hmm. and it would have been at like what is that like 12 weeks so it's it's not super far along yeah um it would be really fucking hard mm-hmm. um but you know you talk about pro-life pro-life for who also like Parents have to have a life too, you know. Yeah. Um, well, and a kid with Downs should be brought into a family that's prepared to that wants it. To that prepared wants to, to parent take that on child. to that exactly. Um. So you know, ethically, it's hard, and and people on the left don't argue with that. Like, it ethically mm. sucks to have to make this decision. People aren't yeah. like jumping for joy that they have to make this decision. Um. So, yeah. So sh- so another like argument from the right and I've heard Clarence Thomas say it too is that that's eugenics and that Mm -hmm. abortion could be used as a way to like weed out certain types of people so I that's an argument that I hear a lot on the right and so that that was what her dissent said that this was eugenics um the third case I think she agreed that anti-abortion activists can't be outside of a clinic so I guess that's good. Oh, that's but good. she's really only ruled three times. So it's really hard to make a case. So I think that's honestly why people are looking to her Catholicism. Because yeah. where else do you look? Right. Um, she is a super conservative Catholic. She went to Notre Dame, which is really conservative. She grew up in New Orleans in a conservative Catholic family. Um, she's a part of the People of Praise, which is like a weird sect of Catholicism that I guess grew out of the Catholic Charismatic Renewal Movement, which I had never heard of before. And Sounds they, fun. Yeah, it does sound fun. Is it fun? <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
they are similar to Pentecostals people because they speak in tongues. Wow. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. They believe in prophecy, which I don't even know what that means, and divine healing. So does divine healing mean like I... Miracles? You can walk now? Yeah. I don't know. The tongues was interesting. <laughs> the tongues is what the gets you. The tongues was interesting. Um, I... I don't ahead, know if Meg. you're going to mention this. This is just one of my favorite things I've seen on Twitter's been both causing me rage and sadness, but also if it's been delivery, laughter and crying yeah. at the same time. Um, someone screenshotted the article from The Federalist, how strong women like Amy Barrett submit to their husbands with joy. Oh my Which God. is just a troubling headline. But on Twitter, hmm. someone screenshotted that and just wrote, who's Joy? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's perfect. Good job. So good. That's all. <laughs> Amy Coney Barrett kind of made a name for herself a couple years ago when she was being uh, like questioned for her nomination to the federal court by Diane Feinstein. And Diane Feinstein was talking about, you know, Roe and upholding Roe. And Diane Feinstein said, you know, I think a lot of us feel uncomfortable because you're very religious and, quote, the dogma lives loudly with you. Hmm. And so this apparently became like a rallying cry for some Catholic groups. And it was on like mugs and T-shirts. And people were saying that that's anti-Catholic. Which, like, one, there is... There, there is a history of anti-Catholicism in our country. Like when Kennedy was running for president, people were like, he's going to just call the Pope anytime he needs to make a decision. He's going to have to okay it with the Pope. And like it, it should be noted that we've only had one Catholic president in like how many freaking years of our country? Yeah. Over 200, almost 250 years. So as a Catholic, yeah, there is, there is anti-Catholic bias in the world. This is not that, in my opinion. <laughs> and also, I would like to say that I feel like that anti-Catholic bias comes from evangelical Republicans. You know, it comes it's not from com- Anglo-Saxons. Yeah, right. Mm. It yeah. doesn't come from like open-minded people, <laughs> like who no. don't. You know, it comes from people who are like your your Christianity is worse than my Christianity. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. Yeah, exactly. It's like people who think that Catholicism is like a bastardization of Christianity, I guess. But that's not what this is. Like, your job as a Supreme Court justice is literally to separate church and state. That's like a massive fucking part of your job. Right. And if this woman, if all we know about this woman is like she's deeply, deeply Catholic and pro-life and two out of three times has voted to restrict abortion, like that all signs point to you're going to try and take Roe v. Wade down. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't think people are being anti-Catholic to her. Joe Biden is super effing Catholic, like Kamala Harris brought up when. Oh, yeah. Today's the debate. Did we mention that? Um, yeah. When Pence like tried to insinuate that they were being anti-Catholic, which is insane. Um, also, like. Catholics are like one Catholics aren't the people that are only the only people that are pro-life um right and also there are other religions with other points of view <laughs> that, that differ it's hence, wild, hence freedom of religion um yeah so <laughs> let me take a look at more of my notes um but it's 
Oh, yeah. Here's another thing that I really wanted to talk about. So Amy Coney Barrett is a textualist or an originalist. So she's super into the word of the Constitution, which is funny because the people who wrote that Constitution didn't think she would be smart enough to vote. (laughs) But anyway, and that's a a point that RBG (laughs) made very clearly. And I think it was actually in response to people being like, well, your buddy Scalia thinks this. And she's like, well... I those people didn't think I could vote. So, okay, (laughs) not going to take every word that they said Um, when she's been asked about the about Roe v. Wade. I think in the past she's been in a position where she wasn't in the Supreme Court. So she was kind of like, well, I would never have to vote on that. So blah, blah, blah. She thinks that there wouldn't ever be a full overturning of Roe v. Wade, but she does think that there would be restrictions and it, and her record shows that she's for those restrictions. Yeah. Um, Cause it's like, it's a matter of like chipping away at it. Like, yeah, yeah you, don't exactly. over, you don't overturn it. It's not like you rerule on Roe v. Wade. It's that, that one state is then like five in a five to four ruling allowed to make it so that, um, you know that you, there can only be one abortion clinic in the state of Texas. Totally, like and so that chips to... away. So then the next state can do that, and the next right. state can do it, and the right. next state no. can do it. Well, and I have a quote here from Rachel Sussman, who's a VP of State Policy and Advocacy for Planned Parenthood, that says our freedoms are hanging in the balance. So I think that's also all you need to know. Like, when in doubt, what is Planned Parenthood saying? Planned Parenthood is saying this is a big goddamn problem. And you like wake the hell up and make sure that this we do whatever we can to not have this person be on the Supreme Court. It's so funny because when we were all <laughs> the three of us were sitting around kind of talking about this, like how can we get the Democratic se- the senators and the Democrats to not to stop. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me, to stall this, to stall this, to stall this. And then like two minutes later, we all get the alert that Donald Trump has COVID. And now like everyone on the Judiciary Committee has it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, maybe that's it. Oh. Maybe that's it'll be COVID. It'll be COVID that stops it. <laughs> God has answered our prayers. Yeah. <laughs> Deus ex machina. I think Kate has like a direct channel to the goddess right now, like because you're pregnant. <laughs> so I think we just got to get all our wishes in. Right. You are a chalice. Um, you Can, are. <laughs> I, I feel like we just need a couple more Republicans to get it, but like in a week, because yeah. then it'll mess up their timeline. Then they can't go back mm. October 17th. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. That's um, also, you guys, uh, she would definitely, Amy Coney Barrett would definitely be against the um, Obamacare. Oh. And um, one of the articles I was reading someone interviewed said they assume it would be more difficult to fight discrimination and harassment in the workplace. She would make it harder for workers to fight that. And she would make it easier for bosses to like basically not allow workers to, to go to court against them. Fabulous. I know. Right. Right. Um, So Kate, you, you asked about IVF. About if she yeah. was against IVF. Yeah, I saw something about a senator saying, you know, t- pleading with her colleagues to not nominate um, Amy Coney Barrett because she herself had had, I- the senator had had IVF and she said, Amy Coney Barrett doesn't think my daughter should exist today. Yeah. So it's a bit of a stretch. But I ah. will say the senator that brought that up is Senator Tammy Duckworth, 
who is a bona fide gangsta, if I may, <laughs> because she snuck a cell phone into the um the like halls of Congress when they were they were doing like a sit in against sit in for gun for gun right. con- gun violence gun control. Yeah, yeah gun control she snuck that shit in using her fake leg and was like boom uh. boom boom I got the phone <laughs> so she's a badass in many many ways she's also a veteran yeah so Tammy Duckworth wrote like an open letter I think to like her Republican colleagues and said like. If y'all thought my kids were cute that I brought to the Senate Senate floor, you should really consider nominating this person because if it were up to her, my kids wouldn't exist. So that came from a report that Amy and her husband signed their names to an ad in 2006 that was like the 20th anniversary of or whatever, 30th anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Um, And... Obviously, they're against abortion. So that's what the, the ad was about. So Amy Coney Barrett signed something that was like a, pro, a pro-choice, or sorry, a pro-life, pro-life ad. ad. So okay. in that ad, there was um, some kind of vague language about life begins at fertilization. And so the person that, is, that currently runs that group, or that group became this other group, that person said, well, we also mean just like, all life begins at fertilization. Like, Which is set, yeah. And so they, this group, this group um, that put forth that ad in 2006, they support criminalizing doctors who do abortions. They're also for criminalizing, uh, like the the discarding of embryos, which happens mm. during IVF. So, what do they want them to do with it? I don't know because they're not for stem cell either. Right. Like yeah. what do you want? Okay, so if this you 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 let's say you have five viable embryos, you implant three of them. Do they expect you to implant all five? Like what do they want right. you to do? Keep it in your freezer till you Hold die. Them in forever. Hold them in with your kegels. <laughs> but here but as soon as they're alive you're on your own embryos. That's right. Like we can't give you, you health care. Insert it into your arm and then you just have a weird arm baby. Like yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. So it's it is a bit of a stretch. I love I love me some Tammy Duckworth. I I don't know if she she would be like decidedly against IVF, but I think it's very obvious that Amy Coney Barrett doesn't really give a shit about our reproductive rights. So it's like yeah. Why wouldn't she just throw IVF out there? Um, Sure. So Tammy Duckworth in the letter just asked her colleagues, please bring up reproductive health care, including contraception during the hearing. Mm. Um, Yeah. So it's again, it's maybe it's not a stretch. It's really hard for us to tell because she has such little judicial experience. Um, I will say like she's super smart, like very, very, very smart, this lady. And I think, uh, and a lot of her colleagues had really good things to say about her at Notre Dame. It seems like she's well-liked. She's not a dum-dum. She's super smart. But, like, <sighs> like... The thing that's really, I think, upsetting is just this uh, notion of, like, the ACA being over... It's so upsetting. She because also, that's how so many people get their birth control. She also you know? mentioned yeah. that, like, she didn't really agree with Brown versus Board of Education. And, like, this... We need to learn way more about this woman. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just... She's being used as a tool 
being a woman to basically Mm -hmm. legitimize the horrible things that Trump wants to do. Right. And that's really unfortunate. And he doesn't give a fuck. That's the other thing. Like, he... He is probably administered, like personally, so many abortions. Oh my god, he's paid like, for required. Like of them. he for has his sons no, for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he for, has no business yeah. like being a compassionate conservative and 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 standing on that. It's so it's so bullshit. No, he's only doing yeah. it for a small portion of his base, right? Um, because 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 abortion is a a topic which many people are very one issue voters on. Yeah. Right. And it's hard it can to get people to the polls. Right. For and sure. he knows that. And I think in a lot of ways, RBG's death was a mini blessing for him, at least a yeah. lifeline mm-hmm. um, for him, a pro lifeline. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, what was I going to say about that too? Uh, do you want to bask in that joke a little bit more? <laughs> I don't. I, I really don't. I like to Hi, use my pro lifeline. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to like just call like people that are pro life super evil and horrible people. Sure. Because I grew up with them. They taught me. They're in my family, and I understand that they legit think it is like murdering a full on born baby. Like, Mm -hmm. that is the propaganda that we are taught. It's like pro-life, and then you see a picture of a baby. You don't see a picture of a fetus. You usually see a picture of, like, a baby with a bow in its hair. Yeah. Or or they find, like, the terrible, and sometimes it's doctored, but sometimes it's just medical images of, like, late-term miscarriages. Yeah. And then they're like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Anywho. I mean, they, they I, find the most shocking stuff. Yeah. I wa- had to watch a horrible video in high school that literally showed like bits of a baby being pulled out with tongs. Like it's horrible. Oh. Yeah. It's horrible. So, yeah. It's not just some carefree teen being like, lol, no, my bad. No. Abortion <laughs> hashtag. Traumatized abortion <laughs> hashtag. Um, so it's traumatizing for anyone. Yeah. So I, I understand because that is what is taught. Um, and also, like, if you're really, if, if you feel so strongly about your religion, you should feel just as strongly about other people. Um, Practicing their own religion. Amen. And their yes. own choices. Absolutely. Jews believe ugh. Jews believe in um, life begins at birth. And apparently the Catholic Church didn't always believe this. And this is something that came up more recently that became like a Catholic issue, which I didn't get time to research, but I would like to at some point. And this is nothing to say also just like women like our dear friend Meg Trowbridge who had to terminate a pregnancy for reasons of personal survival. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And like the states that are like, oh, yeah, we that's uh, technically an abortion. So if you have an ectopic pregnancy, you can't do that. You're like, there's no alternative. No. People typically want that pregnancy and they have no choice. You idiots. This is so also like we need so many more women at the table, people with uteruses at the table. But not you guys don't know what the fuck they're doing. Not her. Not this one. Ding ding woman. This one. (laughs) (laughs) Ding ding woman. (laughs) Uh.
Also, like, we didn't even get into the fact that, like, she apparently is subservient to her husband. Like, what the, the Handmaid's fuck? Tale business. Like, mm. what's up with that? Jesus. Like, it's like she's a part of a, a, a sect that inspired The Handmaid's Tale. <sighs> yeah. Also, at the vice presidential debate today, Mike Pence said... He was like, you know, touting her her credentials and he said something about like and she has a big family like and she has a big family. She has like seven children. And it's like, you truly just think women should pop them out. Yeah. Right. That's really all that you value women for. Yeah. And like somehow she's going to be a good judge because she has seven children. Like, what the fuck? Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Weird. It's such a weird, creepy way of men like objectifying women right yeah it's really gross <laughs> Ugh. well thank you for that mini bleed search follow-up yeah, Meg thanks, Hayes. no problem and dm us or call if you have opposing feelings thoughts. similar feelings if you are non-religious or of a different religion like i we, i would love to learn more about how other faiths feel about this because i i really only know the dogma that's been shoved down my throat (laughs) um i would love to hear more and like just remember the next couple years like who knows what's gonna happen if she'll be confirmed if roe v wade will be chipped away at but like we got a fight ahead of us to like protect our friends in the rural parts of this country that will lose access to abortion if the republicans get their way so keep donating to planned parenthood and keep doing all the things and keep voting at your state level because this is where these 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 laws happen is at the state level so vote out your conservative republicans who literally every session just ban abortion Mm -hmm. because they know it'll pass the governor may or may not sign it but it just it's a statement they can make they can say i banned abortion um so just vote those fuckers out please vote the fuckers out (sighs) ah I have a cute anecdote. It's very short, but cute we can also anecdote hashtag cute anecdote. <laughs> exactly. Um, so meeting this morning, 8 a.m. Uh, I quickly get everything together for it. And then uh, I get zoom on camera on. I'm muted, but I unmute to participate in the conversation. And I realize my vo- I turn the volume off on my laptop. So I turn the volume on and then Everyone on the call is flummoxed by a, a, a disembodied voice that said something like, well, I got my IUD and then I got yeast infection after yeast infection. <laughs> and I'm like, and then I look through my house. I'm like, is it coming from inside my house? And, and everyone's looking around and I'm like, it's obviously me. I, it, this is coming from me. Hold on. Uh, Wait, was it your voice? So it wasn't. It was a phone call. Okay, okay. In our IUD episode, I was doing some SoundCloud stuff. Gotcha. And I must have left it just playing in the background. (laughs) So all night. So then I managed to get to the IUD episode. And and it's great. I mean, you know, it was my, the team I work most close with. So I was like, I'm just going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hang up. I'm going to (laughs) investigate. I'm going to come right back. When I got back, everyone was still talking about it. They're like, I mean, this is the group to do that to, Meg. And oh I was like, gosh. this is a great time for me to pitch Vicious Cycle. <laughs> That's so funny. You want to hear about IUDs and yeast infections? Tune in. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't like the episode where we're like, okay, everyone smell their vagina and report right, yeah. back the smell. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it could have been so much worse. <laughs> so when I had sex with Kev on my period, ah! whose kitchen table did you do the sacrifice on? <laughs> was, that? was that yours? I did come over to your house. So who has that candle now? <laughs> All right, uh, listeners, thank you so much for this, uh, for tuning into our spotting episode. This was a, a, like a pretty heavy spotting. Um, heavy spotting. But <laughs> you know what? It might actually be your first day. <laughs> you know what? We don't know. Yeah. So you'll find out soon. <laughs> Um, but as always, you know, stay in touch with us and let us know how you like stuff. And the next episode is still coming up on Wednesday. What are you laughing let at? Us, let, us, let us know how you like stuff. <laughs> Just, Just tell us brain. how you like it, baby. Tell us how you like it. Who is Joy? Um, <laughs> and ding, um, ding emotion. Um. Ding, ding. Wow. We're a mess. So a mess. with all that said, keep calm. And And bleed bleed everywhere. everywhere. Hashtag. Hashtag.